Today's sermon text comes from Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Matthew 2, 11. Here are now the inspired words of God. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. The Magi, who we've been following throughout this Christmas season, they had gone down a road that was unexpected to them. They had expected to find the king that heaven was singing about in a palace, king of the world, king of all time in a palace, and yet God had led them by a narrower path. And so they, they found Bethlehem, a town they'd never heard of before, and they found this little starter home. And in the scripture we, we heard today, can you picture the Magi kneeling on this packed dirt floor and opening these royal gifts in this ordinary house? And I wonder, were they surprised when they found the king that heaven is singing about among the least? Were they surprised? We've talked about how Christmas, like DG said, he works in the mall. Christmas invites us to get on a conveyor belt and just go, put our heads down and go. And we've said that like the, like the Magi, we can feel like we end up with the wrong king at Christmas time. Like if it, we're afraid to even look up because if we did, we'd see King Herod and not King Jesus. And we feel when we get on that conveyor belt, we feel more hollowed out and more stressed out and more in debt and like our time is not our own and we get angrier and angrier instead of more and more filled with love and more and more filled with hope. So we said there's ways to get off the conveyor belt. And we've been following the wise men. And we said the first thing that they did is they chose to worship. And so we choose to worship. And then they chose to simplify. They left the palace. They moved towards Bethlehem. And so we talked last week about how we choose to simplify. What's the final thing that they did? When they had gotten there, they chose to give Jesus their gifts. And so that's what I want to talk with you about today is how do we choose to give Jesus a gift? Boy, talk about somebody hard to shop for, right? What do you give the king of eternity that that king does not already have, right? What do we give to this king and where do we find him to give that gift? Well, luckily Jesus made a list. Did you know that? Jesus has a gift gift list. You can find, um, he talks about a lot of things that he would like, but you can find one of them in Matthew chapter 25. Listen to this. The sheep are going to say, Master, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come visit you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Did you hear that? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Okay, so what are the gifts that Jesus is talking that he'd like to get? They are in our price range. This is the best part. They are in our price range. A glass of cold water on a hot day. A meal when he's hungry. Doesn't have to be lobster, right? Just a meal. A visit 
when he's lonely, a hug, a smile, right? These, Jesus is naming gifts that all of us can afford to bring to him. All of us, right now, we can still afford it. No matter how much we've spent on everything else, right? These are within our reach. And where do we find him? We find him when we find the people on the edges, the stressed out, the sick, the lonely, even the people who have completely made a mess out of their lives and are having to deal with the consequences. When, when in the midst of this busy season, we see somebody who is hurting and we stop in whatever way to help, we are doing that for Jesus. I could tell you so many stories of this. I'm kind of aching to just pour out stories for you. But months ago, as I thought about this message, as I prayed about it, I saw your faces here today. I've been here like seven and a half years now, and I know you. I know you. And I know that when we talk about giving a gift to Jesus, that's where your heartbeat is, Bee Creek that you do this already, that you fill up the angel tree and you're at Helping Hands and we're at Spicewood Elementary and we're going on mission work in San Antonio and Guatemala and we're rebuilding after a hurricane. I know you. You're the church that builds a water tower, not for ourselves, but for the community that puts a gem out there that we use, but that everybody else uses too. I know you. But then I know this season, right? the way the world celebrates it, and I know that it can steal even your chance to bring Jesus a gift. And that even you can feel like your time is so pressed and crunched at Christmas. So as I saw your faces these months ago and I prayed about this message and how we would bring a gift to Jesus, I thought, well, I think this is the day that instead of finishing our worship here, where we sing together and we listen about why it's important, today is the day that we get to go do it. Today, I'm going to give you back time. Okay, you're going to have the rest of the worship service. Have you noticed it's a little different today? That's not an accident. I want to give you time because this season robs us of time. And I want to give you a present to give to Jesus. So our outreach team has gotten these little plants. So now you have a present, you're going to have some time, and we can take these presents to Jesus. Because out in our world are so many people for whom this season is crushing them. There are people who today have prayed to God and said, God, please, will you just give me a sign that you're listening to me, that you're there that it's not, you know, it's not hopeless. Here's a sign. And here's hundreds of people, kids included, right? Kids, you're part of this. So what we're going to do is we're going to fan out. And we are going to take Jesus' presence because that's the final way that we approach him during the season like the Magi did. Okay, so where are you going to go? Who are you going to take this to? I know the introverts out there are going, oh my gosh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe you already know somebody, though, okay? So don't panic, introverts. Maybe you already know somebody. I was talking to 815, and, and somebody talked about her daughter. Said, my daughter has had a really hard time, 
and she's really having doubts right now. I think, I think I'm going to take this to her. Somebody else said, I know I've been walking past a hospital room. While she was visiting her sister, she said, I've been walking past a hospital room, and there's never any plants in there. And I'm going to go take this to the person inside. Maybe you know a neighbor. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Maybe it's a kid down the street. Um, this, is, this is a gift you could give to Jesus by giving it to them. We often think, when we think about the poor or the broken, we think about an economic status. But don't we all admit that there are times in our life where we are poor in spirit? And what can cheer us up, what can help us, is just that somebody else sees us. They don't rush past us. So maybe you know somebody. Okay, maybe you're going to be a little braver. Could you be brave with me? Could you be brave for me for the chance to meet Jesus? You could, right? So maybe you're going to just go out into the world and maybe go to the Galleria. Maybe go to Walmart. That's brave right now, this time of year. Target. Find a sports field. And you're just going to go sit there and, and you're going to pray, God, who needs this right now? Who needs this right now? And then maybe you see a mom with a kid in meltdown. That has been me, okay? That has been many of us here, moms and dads, right? You've, we've all been there. Just walk up and say, hey, you're doing a great job, and I have been right there, and I thought this would brighten your day. Merry Christmas. Find one of those harried clerks. Find DG, right, at the Apple store, <laughs> and say... Listen, man, this is really rough right now, right? If you find, I mean, I don't think DG ever loses his cool, but have you ever found somebody who is? Find that person and say, man, I know this is a stressful time. Thank you so much for the job that you're doing. It matters to us. Merry Christmas. This is for you. Okay? You, you, might, um, you might even find, I have a list if you're scared. Um, I have a list of people who have lost somebody in our church have lost a loved one, um, people who have been through an illness, I'll give you a name that's nice and safe. Uh, but what if we weren't safe? What if we just went out? I have already prayed this morning that Jesus would send you where you need to be. So you can, you can add your prayer to that and know that Jesus will get you to the people and the places where he needs you to be. Okay, inside this little, this little card, there's blank space. And when you're there and you know who that is, you might just write them a little note. Because your words, they might forget, but if they have the note, they won't forget it. Okay? Um, and what I'm going to do is tell you that there are enough of these little plants, these little gifts for Jesus, for everybody, kids included, to have one. We are going to fan out now, and our worship will end at different times, at different beautiful times. It's not going to end here. It's going to continue your worship ends when you give Jesus his birthday present, okay? So what I'd like to have us do is to stand up now. We're going to do something we don't normally do. If this is your first visit, we normally have a full service, okay, a full worship service. And we normally don't hold hands, but I feel like this is the day that we need to hold hands. So will you cross over the rows and, and hold each other's hands? Good job. Jesus, will you bless these people? Our heartbeats are to find you, 
to bring a small present to you, the kind of present you said that you would love, to make one life better because of the time and the gift that we bring. So I pray that you would guide each of us to the place that we need to be and the person who needs to receive it. Give us the words, give us the courage, and help us to meet you on your birthday, Jesus. Amen.